it's time for Rain and Shine, your weekly regional science update, where we explore how the planet works and how we work with the planet. Cottonwoods are, according to Dr. Reinhard Stettler, the largest purveyors of the small water cycle in the arid west. They do not uptake water from surface application, so you cannot water them. The edges of a river, ditches, underground springs, seasonal water flows, or cracks in a pipe is what they look for. For as much water as cottonwoods take up, they give it back in true kind. Their presence can reduce summer heat by up to 7 to 10 degrees, and it's not just the cooling. They give a lot of that water back through their leaves, conditioning and humidifying the surrounding air. Wetlands, it turns out, are also incredible architects of our arid microclimates, decreasing summer high temperatures by up to 14 degrees. There's a big difference between 80 degrees and 94 degrees on a summer day. That increased heat drives the water in our landscape away faster. And all of this means that while piping will most certainly increase the efficiency in water delivery, it will also serve at a cumulative level to hasten the overall drying out of our surrounding areas. There are active discussions going on over piping in our communities. I have participated in some, and at first they reminded me of a zero-sum game where one party's gain was another party's loss, and the overall net result was the same. Only one had more and the other had less. It's an either-or situation. But when I listened closely to both sets of needs, the needs of farmers and ranchers to deliver water in order to continue farming, and the need to manage our landscape in a manner like the beaver to protect our precious microclimates, I realized that this situation is actually what economists call a non-zero-sum game. In this kind of situation, the interacting parties' aggregate gains and losses can be less than or more than zero. If we pipe the ditches without also managing for evapotranspiration, soil health, and the continued livelihood of our large cottonwood trees, we may, over time, lose more water than was gained through that initial efficiency. This does not negate the need for that efficiency in the face of drought and increasing heat. That need is real. Instead, if we use the existing and proposed piping projects as opportunities to consider re-architecting our landscape, keeping sections of ditches open to allow water for big trees, feeding wetlands and creating ponds, reintroducing beaver to our watersheds in smart ways that allow agriculture to continue, then we may actually be able to not only keep the water we do have, but to keep it around for longer. And as it cycles and cools the air and feeds the grasses and trees and wildlife, it may, in fact, attract more water. One final note from the economists here. Unlike a zero-sum game, which is a strictly competitive game, non-zero-sum games can either be competitive or non-competitive. We humans have shaped this landscape before, and now it is my hope that we can take this opportunity to shape it again and to see this conversation about how we do it as something my non-economist friend Pat calls a both-and opportunity. You've been listening to Rain and Shine, a production of the Learning Council, produced by Corey Stanton and written and narrated by me, Calla Rose Ostrander. To submit your nature and science questions, email us at rainshineweekly at gmail.com or visit our Facebook page. And thanks for listening.